Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Young is just covered it, but they hear what we come to win. Others in love with the drug and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. What's up, everybody, and welcome to 48 Minutes, Episode 4. My name is Alex Derrickson, and joined, as always, this week is Tim Daniel. What's up? Sean Mackey. Hey! And from Lockdown Hornets, a returning guest from the Quarter 3 era, Claire James, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? I'm doing very well, thank you. Welcome to the new Improved thing. Hey, I'm excited for you guys. This sounds really awesome. Not Thank a whole you. lot has changed, just the name. It's still okay, the well, three of us. So well, in that like, case, I'm less excited for you guys. The, the <laughs> Lighting the dumpster and the mattress on fire and pushing it down the hill is still, is still going on. It's we still just alive a, and well. We just made a prettier website. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what, though? But Any improvement is a good improvement, right? Right, right. right. Exactly. It's like getting a really big stain out of a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just making it a smaller state. But this is the 48 Minutes Podcast. It does post each and every Thursday or Friday. It just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. On iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like it, click the subscribe button on the podcast service of your choice. Give us a nice little review. Make it five stars, please, and thank you. I love you. And get, make it a little easier to find And Apple's very convoluted algorithm. Because right now, I think we're the fifth most popular NBA podcast with the number 48 in it. Based oh, out great. of Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> nice. You're moving on up though, right? Right, right. We're hope- yeah. we're hoping to break top four soon. <laughs> I'm rooting for you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you. And as always, you can check us out at 48minutesnetwork.com. That's 48minutesnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at 48minutesnetwork. Network spelled without the vowels. But enough of that plugging up the holy ship that is this show. We are here... Because, oh, me so Hornet, we have got a Charlotte Hornets preview like the world has never seen before. Uh Uh-oh. That's hyperbole. I was going to say, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, we are in an era now where Dwight Howard is the oldest player on the roster. Which is crazy. I mean, yeah, you know what, though? I mean... Adrian Wojnarowski came out with a really good article last week about why the Hornets are actually a perfect fit for him, and I'm surprised it kind of took him this long to kind of make his way back to playing with Steve Clifford, but we can get into all that in a little bit. Sure, sure. But just to go back, you know, a few steps with last season, you were nine. was it 11th in the East? I think it was. 11th. It it, it was, sorry, Um, it was, yes. So, and I think after this season, Steve Clifford will be tied or the longest tenured coach in the Hornets franchise history. So that, wow. stability, that stability is coming in. Yeah. Which Hornets, though? Uh, the whole, as a whole. The Hornets, yeah. the Hornets pre-Norlands, Bobcats, right. and Hornets 2. Right. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> so... So he, you know, you're getting that stability. I think with the front office, the stability with the coaching staff. Uh, you added Malik Monk. You added Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. So heading into 2017, 2018, first question: How you feeling? You know what? I feel like we're doing pretty okay because I mean, we actually made some pretty significant moves this past off season, which I feel like we 
didn't really do last offseason, you know, I mean, in terms of, you know, big names. And we try to sign, you know, Hibbert and everything like that. We always knew that that was going to be a crapshoot. Dwight Howard might be a crapshoot as well, but at least it it reminds me a little bit more of, like, a Jeremy Lin kind of signing, where Jeremy Lin played with uh, Steve Clifford back in Houston, I believe. And that's when he came in. He was just like, look, I have so much respect for Steve Clifford and, like, what he does and how he works with his players. And I think the Steve Clifford is exactly what Dwight Howard needs right now. So I'm I'm feeling pretty okay now. I'm just going to watch a blow up on my face, but you know that's pretty much you know what happens every season. So, um, but I mean at the We're same time, right? Exactly. But at the same time, I am really excited about our draft pick, and for the first time in a long, long time. So I, you know, I, I really do think that. Malik Monk is going to be able to contribute. He's not going to start, but I think that he could contribute uh, off the bench. Probably not immediately, but he's smart. He's a good player. And um, if he can kind of get his bearings during the preseason, you know, I would look to him being a pretty significant contributor by December, I would say. So, back, piggybacking off the Malik Monk part here, Claire. Um, mm-hmm. First things first, as Bulls fans, you're welcome that <laughs> we had to fuck that up and not draft him. Yes. And we also um, got MCW, right? I was getting there. I was getting yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So, first off, do you accept our gift of Malik Monk for us being a horrible franchise? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. But, I mean, that's, that's first step. Here's the thing, though. Like, it's also kind of... The, the Hornets fans and the and even Bobcats fans have kind of been in like draft purgatory for so long that you know people are actually like t- tentatively excited for you know the draft pick this year the draft picks this year because I actually kind of I mean I like I I love the Malik Monk pick I thought that was great but I also kind of like Dwayne Bacon as well but anyways yeah that's a good pick yeah. Yeah, I guess life's so hard when every so often you get Kemba Walker while the Bulls are drafting Bobby Portis, right? <laughs> oh, man, that was a rough year for you guys. <laughs> every every year. year is a rough year. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I will say this, though. Last year I was kind of an advocate for us getting uh, Rondo as a backup because it I was – Yeah, yeah, and, and I got so much heat for it, and I understand why. I mean, I'm, I'm – you know, I, I, I can understand why. Um, but at the same time, by the end of the year, he was – he was doing really well by the end of the year for, for the Bulls. And, or at least a lot better than expected. I shouldn't say really well. A lot, a lot better than expected. And, you know, people are like, well, you know, I just don't want him to mess up the chemistry of the locker room. Yeah, he he's such a head case. And I'm sorry, we just traded for Dwight Howard, a guy who, you know, all the same things were said about him. So, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that we would have made a run for Rondo last year. But I'm, I'm glad that we got MCW because, you know, former Rookie of the Year – I think that he's going to be a solid backup, but hopefully, <laughs> I know, I know. I say that very, very tentatively, very, very tentatively. But, you know, at the same time, like, let's be real. Besides Dwayne Wade, none of the point guards in Chicago did very well. Just because, you know, you guys had such a good, uh, like a run and gun team with such a methodical coach where Dwayne Wade could really do well with that, but Rondo and MCW couldn't um yeah so yeah so so I mean, we'll see we'll see what happens under a different coach and <laughs> system and what have you because he i mean i will say clifford tends to let the second team run a little bit more than the first team 
the first team tends to be pretty methodical, but the second team tends to move a little bit quicker. Claire, <laughs> I, I am so happy that you are optimistic about MCW because you remind me of a young me <laughs> one year ago. I have you to be, though, right? I have to be. Like, I don't really have any other choice no, at really? this point. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I would have loved – I mean, and I will say Doug um, – who Doug Branson, who's the host of the Lock and the Hornets. But, I mean, I will say he threw out a pretty good name, uh, Dragic, who I would have loved to have gotten. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, um, but you know what, though? I mean, he's, he's no MCW, MCW, but... Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know what, though? I don't make those calls either. <laughs> Which, hey, Hornets, they're looking to hire anyone. Let me know. <laughs> so I mean, finishing eleventh—that's not—that's not too bad. The East has gotten just systemically weaker. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think that there's going to be more flexibility in, in you know the depth and the roster of the team and everything to kind of pull some more trial and error? Or do you think it'd be more advantageous to stick with what worked, despite the fact that the East is basically just? I don't know, a, a, a fort with a bunch of holes in it. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, you know what, though? Talking about the big move that happened tonight, I mean, with Kyrie and, and uh, Isaiah Thomas. So, I mean, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing plays out, especially given that Isaiah Thomas may not be immediately healthy. Um, that all said, the East <laughs> – Yeah, right, exactly. The East is definitely very much up for grabs. I will say the top three slots are pretty much going to be, you know – Cavs, Boston, Toronto. Um, but other than that, though, I mean, I think that everything is pretty much up for grabs. I mean, I, you've got to make big moves in order to make big changes. And sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. But um, I will say that Steve Clifford is a very good player development coach. And if you are looking to re- resurrect your career, you know, Steve Clifford is a t- coach that you want to go to and you want to play for. Um, it didn't, Like I said, it didn't work for Hibbert last year, however – you know, you look at, like, Jeremy Lin the year before as a perfect example of what Steve Clifford could do. And I think that so, – so, I'm sorry. So, just to kind of pile on to that. Yeah. Um, but adding, adding Dwight Howard, if, if it works out um, – Exactly. And, and it, that could really make a significant difference for us. So, looking at the roster and everything, uh, this is the question that we, we've been asking each person that we've been doing these season previews for. I may have to retool it. As Tim pointed out, <laughs> but uh, I have been saying that Adam Silver shows up at your door mm-hmm. and and knocks on it because he's polite. He's a polite young boy, of course. And he says, "Claire, you are in charge of one roster move for Charlotte. You can pick any player not in the top twenty off of any team, or pluck them from obscurity if you must, and put them on the team. Who do you pick?" Now, the reason I say this may need to be retooled is because according to Sports Illustrated, which is the source Tim cited last week (laughs) on 48 Minutes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, uh, number 21 is Damian Lillard. Number 21? I feel the bar is too high. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Wait, all right, okay, okay. Um, So outside of the top 20, okay, well, I mean, I guess what I would have to say is we have to take into consideration our – um, salary position. So we would need someone who would be coming in. And, and honestly, right now, I think that we just signed um, Julian Stone from uh, an Italian team, I believe. Um, and he's 
sounds like a good player, I guess, but I just haven't seen a whole lot. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, oh. wait, can I trade someone away? Oh, you don't sure. even know. You don't even have to factor in salaries. This is of no expense. This oh. is just uh, this is a gift. This is oh, a bow. Well, this is Marilyn Monroe singing Lillard. Happy Birthday. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just not yeah. even fair. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got to rethink the question. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you had to take in salary and stuff like that, I mean, like that really impacts my decision here. Um, sure. But you know, yeah, if it's just a free player, then. Yeah, I'll take Damian Lillard for free. <laughs> I've, got, we, I've, got to, need... I've got to reword this. Yeah. What, well, what, we, what is the missing we'll, we'll piece? We'll move MCW to number three. You need to go back and say one player that, that changes your franchise that's not a star that you can add that will make the team better. What? What? Is, yes. What is okay. the missing piece to this roster? Ooh. Um. You know what, though? That's a really tough question because I would like to say, based off of last year, a shooter. But Nick Batum had such a down year last year, but a really good year the year before. So I don't know like where we stand with him, to be honest with you. You got um, Monk now, though. Yes, but he's going to be in the second team. Yeah, I doubt for and he's long. he's no Nick Batum, Sean. Well, no, but here's – I don't really think that he would fit on the first team, though, for a few reasons. Number one is that he missed Summer League, and um, he's kind of behind the eight ball right now as far as, you know, getting to learn uh, Cliff's offense and whatnot. It's in defense, too. That's going to be a big one. Number two is that he if he's going to be playing with Kemba Walker in the first team, he is six foot three. Four. And Kemba – Four, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, and Kemba is listed at six, which... Generously never, listed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's going to be a very small front court. Um, so unless he really, really shows out, I don't see him moving up to the first team this year, to be honest with you. Um, but... You know, at the same time, you know, if, if Nick Batum is really struggling or something like that, then who knows? I mean, it could or, be a combination hurt, of both. Or hurt. or hurt. Or hurt, exactly. It could be a combination of both. So, um, I, but I, I guess for right now, I'm not banking on Malik Monk being in the first team. Um, okay. so, so, like I said, I would, you know, it, right now I would say the first thing I can think of off my top of my head would be shooting. Um Apparently, Dwight Howard's going to start jacking up threes, though, so who knows? Oh, heard that before. <laughs> God, yeah, right. Um, but, but I think we'll it's see. one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also why I started drinking whiskey, too. Um, <laughs> Claire, but, what's wrong? Dwight's shooting threes yeah, again. <laughs> Wave may be. Um, but, but I, you know... It, Right now, I think that we just need second-team depth with shooting and with defense. Um, and I think that Malik Monk actually does, like you said, contribute to that. Um, so right now, though, I mean, I would say our biggest need would be a third point guard. Um, and, yeah, let's go back to Damian Lillard. Because <laughs> he's out of top 20 and he's going to be free. Oh, God. I yeah. But he does have some pretty hilarious television or the, the commercials as well. Yeah, he does. With DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So, Claire, if we can kind of go away from players at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, can we talk some Charlotte Hornets unis? Yes, please. Awesome. So the Charlotte Hornets will be the only team this year, obviously, to rock the jump man, being as their owner is the GOAT. Yes. 
Um, and there's been some rumors, there's been a leak out that a throwback is going to be worn this year at the Classic Pinstripe. Yeah. How stoked are you to see the buzz coming back? All we need is the Hornet in the middle of the court and Sean and I are fans again. That's it. Right. No, exactly. That's all it's going to take. <laughs> I want the hive and the key again. I want the old logo. And just throw the old throwbacks on him. We'll just forget the new logo. I'm a fan. <laughs> I, okay, I will yeah. forget no. the last 20 years. We yeah no absolutely well I mean so first off I don't know what sort of deal they made with New Orleans Hornets because in order okay so this is going back a few years and I may not have all the details entirely correct however from what I remember is that in order for the Charlotte Hornets to get the Hornets name again from New Orleans they had to basically redesign their logo and um, that's when they came up with like the pointy winged Hornets and you, you know the Hornet that you see now. Rather than like the curved wing, like the you know with the with the sure. shoes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that we're going to get that logo back. However, with the pinstripes and whatnot, I think that's going to be pretty cool because I mean that's kind of like the last you know the last stage of nostalgia for a lot of the Hornets fans. Like for me, like I grew up you know with the Hornets of old. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and for that you know I'm, I'm that's kind of like the last bastion of nostalgia that I'm going to, you know, to, to reach. Um, as far as, you know, having the Jumpman logo, I will say, you know, it's, it's cool from a marketing standpoint. I'm not sure if it matters a whole lot to a lot of the local fans because a few weeks ago when, like, all the teams did their jersey reveals and whatnot, you know, the Hornets were pretty much hyping up the um, the jersey reveal and, you know, they had all these, like, pictures and videos and whatnot on Instagram and, and, uh, and Twitter. And then all of a sudden it released and we're like, all right, well, this is basically what we saw last year. So what's new? Whereas you saw a few other teams, you know, namely the Pacers undergo like a complete transformation. Into the um, Nuggets. Um, yeah. the, the, the Nuggets went to the Pacers. That's I got confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, you know, so, so, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, it's cool to have the Jumpman logo, um, but we're also pretty used to Michael Jordan being our, you know, the, Michael Jordan being our, our owner as well. So I don't know if having the logo reinforce that. I mean, like, who doesn't know that Michael Jordan is the owner of the Hornets? Now that I say that, I'm sure a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> right. <They're laughs> right. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure a lot of people, like, their minds are just blown by that. But He's not still with the Wizards? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I thought he owned the Wizards, like, back in the day. What happened? Like, yeah, no. He's, he's moved down to Charlotte, where we have better weather. And sometimes. Kemba. And Kemba. Exactly. Well, I don't know. They have John Ball, too, so, you know. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um... But yeah, I mean, you know, having, I will say though, being the only team in the league that has a Jumpman logo, that's going to be pretty cool, especially in the age of like hyper marketing within the NBA. I think that that's actually a pretty cool thing. It's a smart move, obviously, being who he is. He's obviously the marketing genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes things exciting. But on the player front, before I let everyone jump in here, we talked about this when you came on our show a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yep. He still hasn't developed a jump shot. Nope. He's still a fantastic defensive player. Yep. What do you see from him coming up this year? So, at the end of last year, he had a really interesting quote when it was basically like the final media day and everyone was clearing out their lockers, which is he said that he felt like he was a rookie this past year because he was trying to play in a way that wouldn't get him injured, which 
you know, to me, I get, I a hundred percent get, but at the same time, in my opinion, like if you tell him to stop being aggressive and you tell him to stop being so scrappy, then you take away a huge part of what makes him a good defender. Um, and even though that might put him at risk of injury, um, then, you know, that, that's, that's what makes him good. Honestly, obviously I'm not hoping that he gets injured, but at the same time, like I want him to be able to feel like he can play at a hundred percent. That said, hopefully next year, um, hopefully um, he will feel a little bit more comfortable, uh, a little bit more in control of what he's able to do defensively going after rebounds, things like that. Um, as far as a jump shot goes, when Mark price left to go to coach the UNC Charlotte basketball team, um, you could see a definite tip in his jump shot progress. That said, apparently he was working with like the jump shot King or something like that. Um, this past off season, so the we'll see what jump shot king. I thought yeah, exactly. Mark yeah, Price the, was you know, the jump shot. King. You know the one. He was, he was, but apparently there's another one out there. So, um, so Is we'll he see what to the mattress king. I don't know. We should ask him that. That's that's Brent um, Price. Brent Price. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but but you know, I, I do I do think that um, I he has to develop a jump shot in order to continue to develop his game because honestly. If he doesn't, and you know he he continues to, you know, he's obviously going to be a great defender all the time, um, but you can see that he kind of he wasn't a, I wouldn't call him timid last year, but I would say that um, he was conscientious of what he was doing, whereas in previous years. He was just all over the place, you know, like making these great plays and everything like that. But, you know, he also really injured his shoulder twice in one season. So, um, you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully he kind of settles into his new role and his new, um, uh, I don't know what to call it, but, you know, the more controlled way of playing. Um, Because, like I said, I mean, in the past I've always said that he – if he, if you take away his his scrappiness, you take away a huge part of his game. So, I don't know if you've followed along with with the outrage of the Lori Markkinen pick, but <laughs> Tim, Sean, and I all sim- simultaneously renounced the Bulls. Yes, we have we have an effigy in a way burned. Some sort of hair doll of, of Fred Hoiberg and Gar Pax. Uh, That's true. I, I have done multiple incantations in private in an effort to curse Jerry Reinsdorf. Okay. So we are NBA fan free agents. So if you could, mm-hmm. please sell us on why we should suit up for the Hornets this season as fans. To be honest with you, they are one of the more intriguing teams that are out there right now. I mean, we've gotten some pretty good additions between Monk and Dwight Howard. Um, and uh, even with, like, Patrick Ewing leaving to go coach Georgetown, I mean, that's just a sign of what a really good franchise is able to do. Um, and plus, Sean, you already said, we'll bring back the Hornet. We have the beehive, do. you know, the, the honeycomb, the honeycomb. Yeah, so so you're already halfway there, let's be real. Um, and then, you know, so I feel like we already kind of have Sean in the back here. Um, 
He is an easy sell. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. And we have the throwback uniforms coming back. And you know what, though? Like, would you rather root for Nike or would you rather root for Jumpman? I'm sorry. Would you rather root for Adidas or would you rather uh, well, root I mean, for Jumpman? That's a no-brainer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. clearly Adidas. They've done wonders that's, that's, for Derrick Rose. <laughs> that's, that, that's like asking me, you know, if I like sleeve jerseys or throwbacks. Like, which I prefer. Exactly. Come on. I mean, the choice is pretty obvious here. I feel like, you know, it's kind of yeah. a no-brainer between, you know, like the, the new squad and, and, the, uh, and the old throwbacks. Yeah. Plus, I'm a Jordan collector, so that just, that just sells me too. Okay, well, in that case, yeah, he's going to be walking around with a Glenn Rice jersey <laughs> mid-season, Claire. Yes. It's going to happen. Oh, I'll tell you well, what: if you get Glenn Rice, I'll get Baron Davis. How about that? Or Alonzo Mourning? Oh my God, that's a deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, who's going to get Alonzo Mourning? So we've actually had Kendall Gill in our show. Okay. So that would kind of probably be the one I would get. There we go. Yeah, and that's and that's a solid get on your show too. Congrats. Um, yeah, no, but, but yeah, between oh man, Muggsy Bogues and Grandma Ma, yeah, De- Dell, yeah, yeah, Dell, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Mason. Ooh. Anthony yeah. Mason. Oh man. Yeah. Rest in peace. But sure. yeah, no, absolutely. And for a year, Jamal Mashburn. God damn it, Tim. Stop bringing Jamal Mashburn up on every episode. <laughs> it really is an everyday hey, we changed every episode. Jamal Mashburn, Jamal Mashburn with you. He was, okay, between him and Baron Davis, he was like, that was like the best dynamic duo we had before they moved to New Orleans. And then after that, it was Eddie Jones and Baron Davis. It just wasn't the same. Nope. No. And then Ed, Eddie Jones went to go to Miami and, you know, just... That just kind of continued the Charlotte-Miami rivalry to a certain extent. So I will say this. I mean, yeah, like... Charlotte's a great team to start to root for. Um, you know, a lot of exciting things coming up this next season. But if you don't go with Charlotte, just don't go with Miami. Ooh. <laughs> we're kind of, we're kind of in a feud. I don't know if they know it, but we are. <laughs> Is it a feud then? Yeah, right. Exactly. No, we're mad mostly. at you and you don't even know why. <laughs> it's just us with our, like, faces pressed up against the window, like, fogging it up with our angry breathing. <laughs> How do we follow up with questions to that? <laughs> uh, how's Ric Flair? How's he doing? Oh, man. I assume you would know. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm not sure. I mean, last I heard this, he was, you know, conscious and talking, but he still had, like, some complications or something. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, it seems like he's doing better. Um, but, you know, ever since he started, you know, kind of repping the Falcons, Panthers fans are pretty mad at him, so <laughs> um, they, in, in all seriousness, I really hope that he does, you know, recover and do better. Because I mean, he's he's obviously a wrestling icon that's out there, and he's been out there for a long time. And it would be, you know, a different world without him. So speaking of Ric Flair, okay, tell us what you expect from Frank Kaminsky this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, okay, hold on. How do we transition? <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so Frank Kaminsky. Um, you know what, though? It's going to be interesting to see how the lineup shakes up with Dwight Howard and between, like, him and Cody and Frank. I mean, I think that Frank is still obviously going to be coming off the bench um, in either the four or five position. But, I mean, it, it, like, if Cody gets pushed to the second team, then Frank's going to probably be playing more from the four, which it's going to be interesting because, I mean, he does have a – 
I mean, I don't want to say. I mean, he does have a decent outside game, and he does have decent dribble for someone his size. I mean, he is seven feet tall, and and if he can get a matchup against someone that you know is is kind of a step slower there, um, then you know I think that it'll be good. But at the same time, I really, really hope that he works on his defensive presence because when he's in the middle, he has a habit of kind of hedging up towards the foul line. And then letting guys kind of like sneak in underneath and getting those easy like reverse layups. Um, and so that's the thing I think he really needs to work on the most. His offensive stuff, that's always come pretty easy to him. Um, and he can kind of, you know, break off games where he just goes for runs at a time. But Frank, I mean, he's, he's going to be a bit of a wild card this year. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be on my interesting. Shit list still. I'm sorry? Is it because his. Did you say he's on your shit list? He's on my shit list, but here's the reason. Okay. It's not, it's not because his eyes are so close together. He only has to wear no. goggle when he swims. No, but um, I think Sean might back me up on this one. So I don't root for Kentucky basketball at all. Okay. But the one year that was really into it was the yes. Carl Anthony Towns year. Yes. Okay. They were awesome. They were I was 38 invested. No. I, wa- I wanted to see perfection. And Frank Kabisky had to ruin the whole thing. <laughs> you know, you- Tim. If you and now Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you just have to look in the mirror. <laughs> Thanks, pal. I got you. <laughs> no, but also now that Carl Anthony Towns has a commercial based off of that, so yeah, I know. Take that as you will, <laughs> which is probably not much. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I mean, I I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what's going to happen between Cody and Frank with the addition of Dwight, um, and you know, it, I think. It's going to be fun to watch, but um, I think he's going to be playing a lot more four with spells of five if someone gets into you know, foul trouble or something like that. I just can't get over how much Frank Kaminsky looks like Arnold's cousin Arnie from Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're so right. Oh god. <laughs> I just imagine still blinking individually like each eye. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get banned from the NBA, (laughs) (laughs) from anything Hornets, I'm gonna show up with my ticket, and they're gonna be like, "No, you have to leave." (laughs) You you left, but I converted three fans for you guys. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we wrap up, Claire, the floor is yours again. Thank you for joining us. Where where can us hydrogen-based life forms find you on the internet? Oh man, um, well, hydrogen, I'm not sure, but carbon based, you guys can no, find me on <laughs> hydrogen only. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at calamity underscore James, um, or uh, I also contribute to Locked On Hornets as well, so you guys can follow us through iTunes as well. So, you know, I would recommend just following all of us, honestly, from the Locked On Hornets crew Doug Branson, Dave Walker, Hornets Gifts, not a the scribe. Good luck great. with MCW again. Good luck with MCW. Again. You're really gonna like him. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I mean, you're really, really gonna like him. Really, really gonna like him. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's. It's not the Bulls nah. anymore. Nah. It's not the Bulls for us anymore. Either. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's better for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna feel really good to be like NBA agnostic this season. Yeah. No. I guess at this point, like I said, I have no choice but. To be really optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this 
has been 48 Minutes, episode 4. <laughs> I messed it up last week. I had to be sure because I said it really slow. I was going to say, are we sure? No. <laughs> it does post each and every whenever, Thursday, Friday. The time is a flat circle. On iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, if you like it, click the subscribe button on the podcast service of your choice. Click the star rating up to all five of them. Write us a really nice review. Help us get found. It's the, we, we, we do this for ourselves, but we do this for those that listen as well. If you like what we do... We have a website, and it is 48minutesnetwork.com, where we've been posting news articles, game previews, because, again, why not? And you can follow us on Twitter at 48minutesnetwork. That's 4-8-minutes-network. Network is spelled without the vowels. I'm press X to Alex on Twitter. Sean is Sean underscore Mackie. Tim is TimDaniel518. And again, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Claire. And as always, hail Hayward, and good night. Have a good one, guys. Thanks.